Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, how tall is too tall for a building in Bloomfield? Well, according to Pittsburgh Zoning Board, it's apparently 75 feet, or I guess anything over 45 feet. Echo Realty was months deep into the planning phases for a big complex where the SureSave used to be, complete with a new, more modern grocery store, a public square, retail shops, and hundreds of affordable and market-rate apartments, all at the corner of Liberty and Main. It got a lot of public support, but once again on this show, a zoning variance may be the city's downfall. We're with a reporter who's been following it all. It's Tuesday, November 14th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. Ryan Dito, welcome back to CityCast Pittsburgh. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> Seems like we always have you on to talk about the hubbub about development, especially zoning variances. I love it. Yeah, it, it always seems to be uh, when something goes wrong. We should try to talk when something just uh, smoothly goes right. But uh, uh, that, 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 that's been less often lately. That's not your niche, usually. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> this time we're talking about what's happening to this proposal in Bloomfield at 4401 Liberty Avenue. What should we know about the developer Echo and their plans for this site? Um, Echo is locally based uh, out of O'Hara Township, and uh, they've done a decent amount of projects in the area. They usually work with grocery stores. They're a pretty known, uh, you know, well-known client with Giant Eagle. Um, mm-hmm. And they uh, they they had a, another development that actually went through after some controversy as well. That one actually went through uh, over uh, by Shady Side East Liberty, the uh, what's called the Shakespeare development, which is right next to the busway station. Uh, right. In, uh, yeah, I didn't realize East that Liberty. was them too. That was them, and so they uh, they're working with Giant Eagle there. There used to be a Giant Eagle grocery store there. They're going to be replacing that Giant Eagle grocery store there with a bunch of housing and a bunch of uh, other stuff too. And uh, Bloomfield was kind of set to get a similar development, uh, and it's uh, not looking so good <laughs> for that for the future of that development. Yeah, you would think a grocery store would be amazing news for the neighborhood, but there's been this setback. What yep. happened at the zoning board of adjustments? Yes. So um, I shall shall also say that there already is a grocery store there. It's called Community Market. Uh, I I actually I actually shop there myself. I I actually live in Bloomfield. And um, yeah, big, big parking lot, old, unused uh, VFA building. And um, uh, there was a there was a big, big development plan for it. Basically, a uh, I think it's a 248 uh, apartments, uh, a a newer kind of right size grocery store, a little bit smaller, but, um, you know, new amenities. And uh, and and also a public plaza uh, for the you know for the neighborhood, which we don't really have in Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really a, a like a, 
a pretty big plan. It had gone through lots of community process. Uh, Bloomfield Development Corporation had kind of, uh, you know, been working just to get the word out about what that was. And eventually you had a, a really a good amount of support for something that you usually don't see. Sometimes you see these kind of controversial where a lot of neighbors are mad, all this other stuff. It seemed like a lot of neighbors were kind of on board. There were still a few that were a little upset, the ones that were closest to the development. But yeah, that was that was the plan. And uh, everyone kind of thought it was going to go through. And then we get the zoning board, uh, a variance decision. And it basically says, no, we're not going to do the variance, which is just the first of many veto points that usually go along with, um, you know, development. If so, if you can't, if you can't get past the zoning variance, uh, that's usually pretty bad, bad luck uh, and not a good sign. What what went wrong with it, Brian? Like, is it just that like somebody didn't you know dot their eyes and cross their t's? Is it like the right people weren't sold on it? What what happens when somebody, like, especially when it's something like height? You know, that seems like there's tall buildings elsewhere yes. in Bloomfield. Yes. It seems like it's a thing that could go through. I don't know, like I don't know, forty five feet versus seventy five feet yeah. side by side because Pittsburgh's so hilly. But like, I don't know what 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 went wrong. You know, I think a lot of people are still confused. The developers have not commented on what on what their process is to appeal. Uh, I spoke to the BDC about this and they're that, you know, they were pretty perplexed on kind of why it was, um, you know, denied. Now, by the book rules of zoning variance, right under the zoning rules, you cannot build that height of a building in that specific zoning. Now, you cross the street and you're in a different zoning district technically. So right. that's that's why you kind of see these things. You go down the street, down toward Baum on on Liberty. You also have taller buildings down there. You also have the hospital, which is taller, uh, you, you know, West much Penn, taller, mu- yes. mu- much, much, much taller. But again, those are all different zoning districts. The zoning map looks like a crazy puzzle. Uh, if yeah, you look at if it. you're familiar with uh, gerrymandering, it kind of has those vibes. 100%. Like it's just, it's squiggles and very colorful and strange. Yes. And so that's the issue is that technically it does not fit in that zoning use. So you go get a variance. Now, that is the very, very, very typical process of all development in Pittsburgh over the last, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. That is almost every large development needs to get a zoning variance because we have not updated our zoning code in a long time. So they have to get variances when they want to do something different anyway. So. That goes through normally when a when a project like this gets gets a ton does a ton of community input gets buy in from uh you know the local registered uh, groups like BDC uh, I also think Lawrenceville United was also supportive of this even though it's a little it's just like just on the border of the neighborhood yeah but they want their neighbors to have nice things a nice new grocery store um, a nice you know public plaza this is all with this is in a really good transit corridor there's three three bus lines that go through there. Uh, I ride all of them, so I know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, and also this, 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 uh, this intersection is kind of an eyesore. It's always been kind of like you come into Bloomfield and it's just this empty parking lot and these old buildings and it just doesn't really uh, scream, hey, look at this up and coming neighborhood, which Bloomfield is, right? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people like to live in Bloomfield. Our housing prices have gone up. Our rents have gone up here because there's huge demand to want to move here because it's got access to grocery stores. It's got access to transit and it's got a kind of uh, up and coming business district with new breweries and new restaurants. And so uh, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be just that kind of normal evolution of a neighborhood that like has this it's like, OK, let's get some development in. 
let's allow for some more housing because it's such a popular neighborhood already. And luckily, Bloomfield was also uh, already part of the inclusionary zoning district. So that meant that any new large development was going to have to include affordable housing, uh, you know, permanently affordable housing. And that would have doubled the amount of permanently affordable units in Bloomfield because we don't have that many uh, because we don't have that much development. (laughs) And and so um, that all went through and the zoning board just kind of said, we don't have the authority to do this. And I think they were kind of signaling hey, we got to update the zoning code if we're going to be doing, uh, you know, more development like this. They, I think they uh, had written specifically, we can't, we don't have the authority to undermine council's authority on zoning. And so city council has the authority to rewrite the zoning code, mayor can sign it, all that other stuff. And I think that's the difference between this project and the one that I think we talked about last time, the Irish Center. Yeah. And the condo proposal there also got denied by the zoning board. And now the space is still very much in flux. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Well, so if there's no true villain in the zoning board, what should council then do? I mean, how big of a project is it to reconsider our zoning code? Like, would they have to do the entire city at once or could they just maybe think about just this one block to get this one project through? They absolutely could just do one block. They did that for the uh, Oakland Crossings project. That is also in flux. (laughs) Not, Not really sure, but they have the authority in Oakland to do that. And it's in that in that central South Oakland area where they they redid the zoning just for that district. They could draw a little new district just for like maybe that intersection, honestly, which I think would probably be a pretty good idea to kind of change it. So they could just do a acute uh, fix. Uh, if they wanted to just fix the zoning code, the whole thing, update it. That's a huge lift. Uh, I've heard that that is something that has been being worked on. I talked to the mayor about it uh, a while ago when he met with the Trib Editorial Board and he said, you know, you know, stay tuned in a few weeks. Well, it's been a few weeks and we haven't heard anything yet. So, well, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yesterday was the uh, State of the City address. So I think he's right. probably a little bit busy getting the budget process kicked off. What about City Councilor Deb Gross? That's in her district. Have you heard anything from her, like her appetite to kick off this process? I haven't heard uh, anything from her. I know that she, it, I think she was supportive of this project, um, but it's also like, I don't know why they didn't do that before. Like, why wasn't that just done before? But maybe because they just assumed 
like most projects, you go for variance and the variance is usually okayed, especially if it has broad community support. Well, is there any way for people who maybe do have strong feelings about this development for them to get involved now? Um, like, Is there anyone they can go talk to or, you know, throw their hat in with or, you know, if they're against it, maybe let folks know that too? Yeah, best would just be to contact the Bloomfield Development Corporation. You know, you can send them an email if you're opposed or if you could send them, uh, hey, I, I want this. What can we do to fix this? Like, um, uh, they will facilitate kind of all of that comment and they take in those comments and they and they communicate that with, uh, the, you know, the developer and with the city. So uh, I would say that's probably the best way if this was still in front of the zoning board before, like if it wasn't decided, then you can contact the zoning board directly and 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 you know, submit your comment. But I usually have to live within the uh, within the neighborhood or, or have to be like close by to do so. So now the developer Echo Realty, they have 30 days to appeal to the Court of Common Pleas. What do you think, like as you kind of zoom out of this whole thing, that the this decision from the zoning board maybe says about what it's like trying to build housing in Pittsburgh? Like it just seems really hard in this neighborhood and in a lot of others. It is. It is. Uh, I, I think that's true in Pittsburgh. I think that's true in uh, almost every city in the country, uh, with a, the exception of cities that have uh, really done big, broad zoning uh, uh, changes. Uh, it, it's extremely hard. Um I mean, if you look at Pittsburgh, where we've gotten housing in uh, a kind of abundance is uh, probably the Strip District. And that's because there weren't that many people who lived there at all. Uh, there was not mostly on that empty. side of Smallman. No. Yes. Right. And so you and so that was kind of the, the, you know, the neighborhood where they go, wow, they're just like building, building, building. Uh, the, all those places are filled up, too. Like there's no that's it's it's been working. Um and but once you get into these other areas where there are kind of already established neighborhoods, um, it's just a lot harder. You either get local opposition or you get the zoning uh, kind of going, well, it's 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 We've out of We've never character. done it before, so we don't know <laughs> if we can do it now. Yeah. Right. I mean, when was Pittsburgh had any kind of significant development push in the last, I don't know, seven, 70 years? <laughs> like, it just hasn't really happened. And. So I think we're just starting to get a little bit. We I think we need to have a little perspective, too. We are nowhere near any other booming U.S. city like cities in Texas, like Dallas and, and Austin, uh, Phoenix, Denver, Nashville, um, Nashville. Oh my gosh. Cities uh, with cranes in the background, just yes, perpetually yes, yes. dotting the skyline. We are not even close. In fact, we're probably one of the we're probably an under underperforming city. Uh, in terms of development, we get our lunch eaten by Columbus. Uh, I think I've heard Rochester, New York has more development than we do. I mean, Oof. so, yeah, uh, but we're also not super growing. So maybe we don't maybe there isn't the huge demand there for it. But it is interesting when we do have these projects and we we do see these kind of things. Um, we still have roadblocks. So uh, but it makes you wonder, you know, if we built it, would they come like if people had nice places to live in growing neighborhoods that felt like there's some activity there and some respect for what came before? Would it change things? I can only say that in that the recent evidence has shown, yes, that in the strip district where there's a lot of development, though, the vacancy rates are really low in downtown where we have housing developments. The vacancy rates are low. Uh, they're all um, I think I think occupancy is all like in the 90s, you know, 90 pluses, uh, you know, percentages, 
Um, there's been rumors about when they built the uh, development in um, East Liberty uh, that those weren't filled up. That's not true. Those are filled up. I think every American likes new housing. You see it even in our region. Most of the new housing we get is more like maybe townhouses or single family houses in the North Hills. Mm-hmm. That's that's the fastest growing part of our region. Uh, that's where the population is actually growing because people want to move into nice housing. So, yes, I think so. Obviously, you can overdo it. But I think the only way that you could overdo it is if we had some like massive subsidies that were um, doing that. And we've kind of cut back on a decent amount of some uh, of those tax breaks for development where then you'd be kind of falsely incentivizing this development maybe before there's actually people to move in. These developers want to build because they feel strongly that that there's demand for it. Well, if those plans do take shape, we know you'll be watching. As always, Ryan, thank you so much for your reporting. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, leave us a nice rating, a nice review, and make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. You are constantly taking us to church on zoning variances in this city. It is is my stump speech, I guess. Uh, Did you know that you were going to have this code memorized (laughs) in adulthood? (laughs) I wish I did, honestly. It's impossible to memorize this whole thing. It's huge.